right, welcome everybody to another episode of the Kings and Shreeks podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Dean Sweetman. Dean, how are you, sir? Mate, good. Incredible. You know, folks just keep signing on to Live Golf. I saw yesterday Bubba Watson. Bubba Watson, maybe next. Yeah, Um, well, the tournament starts tomorrow, Pro-Ams today, and, you know, it's it's the whole, to get, like, I read this article today, it's like, forget Coke and Pepsi, you know, Samsung and Apple, like, like, this is it, globally right now, (laughs) this is the biggest thing going as far as rivalry in business, Yep. and uh, these are businesses, right? The the DJ operates as a nonprofit, like the NFL mm-hmm. does too, I think. But yeah, just weird. nonprofit that pays the uh, the CEO, the CEO eight million a year, million a year, <laughs> right? Whatever right. it was, yeah. I think what's his name, Goodell's last year yeah. is the thirty six million as a nonprofit okay. CEO. That's, uh, that's a good sign um, for him. So anyway, yeah, live golf. So often. I can't I'll wait to go watch in. This. I I meant to text you because I saw this tweet. I have I follow like the live golf update. Oh yeah, same account. And they're giving ownership, equity ownership to, to the, the captains, captains of each team. So here's what they're trying to do. So genius. Um, Ten years ago, the the IPL was born, mm-hmm. um, and it's a it's an Indian cricket league for of twenty over cricket. It's short form cricket, super exciting. Those franchises today of those teams are worth billions of dollars. So Greg Norman, Australian, understands cricket, watches what's gone on in cricket in the last ten years. He's like, I'm going to bring that to to golf team like so these will become franchises mm-hmm. and these team captains are going to have ownership and then they're going to get corporate people to come in like i, I saw adidas is going to come in adidas um is yeah. going to come in like with with um dj so like it's this is a whole this is blowing up every mm-hmm. aspect of traditional golf and i absolutely love it <laughs> so my father-in-law was in town this last week and he's like the opposite like yeah. I'm oh no there's like two camps boycott. he's a traditionalist yeah. right and i just love poking the bear with him oh yeah and he was like oh everyone's sponsorships are leaving them and i'm like no uh-uh. <laughs> they're not yep yeah and uh he it was it was great yeah it's so cool um my buddies at the golf club are split work. like they're it's 50, they- 50 around here yeah mm-hmm. like i'm on the range and you know, and I'm like, like, hey, man, you know, what do you think about lib? <laughs> and then like, yeah. some of the younger guys are like, man, it's awesome. This is great. So, yeah. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. The traditionalists are not about it, yeah. but they're not going to have much of a choice, I don't think. No, it's good. I, I don't think that. It's well, they're going to have to come together at some point and, yeah. and share this and that. And it's going to be uh, it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah. So, okay, an interesting thing happened a couple of days ago. Um, this is today's July 28th. So, by the time people are listening to this, will be next early next week. But um, let's see here. The Instagram CEO comes out with this video. So, I guess some backstory here. Obviously, Instagram has changed a bunch, right? Especially over the last couple of years. Yep. They've totally had to try and compete with TikTok. So, it's become primarily video and reels. Like, which I noticed with, I'm, I'm like, I'm not an mm-hmm. avid Instagram person. But, you know, I use it. I post every now and again. Um, and I'm like, man, this is becoming like TikTok. What? Why are they moving away from, yeah. like, photos? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're they're incentivizing reels. You right. know, like, if you post a reel, it, it you may have, like, our Vast account has, like, 1,500 followers right. maybe. And we'll post a reel, and it'll get 10,000 views. Right, right. Amazing. And it's like, I don't know where this Where's is. Where's that going from? I don't know where this is coming from, but they're incentivizing it. But what it's doing is it's messing up all the people who have built their businesses on Instagram yep. and who Instagram has partnered with over the right. years to keep them on their on their platform. Kylie right? Jenner so, is like up and down. Like, 
Yeah, so yeah, so the Kardashians did a post where they were basically like, bring back Instagram. Right. Bring back right. the real Instagram. So the CEO does a video, <laughs> which he posts to Instagram and then posts to Twitter, which is hilarious. Yep. Um, and he basically just said, hey, I know that you guys want this. And then the way he said it was, we're going to continue to support photos, right. which is just such I a know. hilarious way to respond to all of the people who want photos. But basically he's saying... This is the direction we're going. Our data tells us users like video more. They're sharing more videos right. in the DMs. They're posting more videos. So, like, you know, we're going to keep the legacy photo thing going. Yeah. But sorry if you don't like it. Video is, yeah. is the future. Well, there's two, there's two um, things causing this. One, mm -hmm. Meta, which owns Facebook and Insta, is under pressure. They just missed earnings today. First quarter on quarter, growth, first time. Um, wow. They're shifting everything to the metaverse. That's a big bet. Mm -hmm. That's a that's a multi billion yep. dollar gamble. And they can and the second thing is they're getting hammered by TikTok, who are just crushing. Right. Uh, and then the mm -hmm. third thing is they got they got hammered by Apple. Estimated loss of revenue from the Apple privacy change, ten billion in one year. Oh my gosh. So break that down. Can you break down even just like in layman's terms what that did? Because I that know was that such a power that move. Was a huge thing for Facebook. Yeah, by yeah. Tim Cook. Like to basically and all it did, by the way, is allow the user to opt in or opt out of advertising, right, on platforms. Yes. Uh, Facebook mm -hmm. and others. And there was such a power move because they're like, we're the kings of privacy, where we're going to, you know, give you the, the, you know, the keys to your digital kingdom. And they ju it just – can you imagine losing $10 billion in profit from, from having like a competitor <laughs> in a sense, not a competitor, but – Basically, basically just flip, just the flip the switch on you. Right. And that's the mm -hmm. power of platforms. <laughs> like, you know, like yep. Google do it, like Google changed their algorithm. I have, you wouldn't believe how much money we spend on making sure all of our search terms are performing at optimum mm -hmm. level, um, you know, okay. in, in our business. It's like, it's a, we spend all this money, not just on ads, but to make sure the ads work because the algorithms are changing all the time mm -hmm. and that search terms are, ranking differently all the time. It's, it's a whole science. SEO is a whole industry, but man, mm -hmm. what a power move from, uh, from Apple. So, yep. you know, Zuck's in bad shape. So my gut is they should have stuck with photos because that's what got them there. And they just sort of tweaked stuff. Yep. And, um, but they're, I, I think they're going to hurt their platform because, but you know, having said that, they, they do tend to Maybe. copy and, and do pretty well. Not the people yeah, stuff, right. So. Well, that was going to be my question too, is like, so these people that are, I guess maybe what they're thinking is, okay, so these people that have built these massive platforms right. on Instagram, they're not going to leave Instagram. Because I bet you they're, they're on still, TikTok too. They're in, right? Yeah, with the, exactly. So. They're on TikTok. So the idea is like, that's become their main competitor. And so instead of creating a, did I break up? Yeah, and look, they've got people who produce all this, so to put it up on Insta and put it up on TikTok, mm -hmm. no big deal. We'll get that level, but yep. I don't know, dude. It's uh, it's turned me off Instagram, but I'm an old. Interesting. I just I just yeah. see the photos of my friends' kids and that I don't see anymore. Right? That's that's yep. why I used to exactly kind of go on there. Um, anyway, mm -hmm. fun times. Yep. Yeah, interesting. Oh, hey, you know what I thought about before we go to this next topic? Shout out to our friends at oh, Ghost yeah. Dice who are listeners of the podcast. Here's why. Because in the span of the last year, they have – they first of all, they launched another product last month that's already oh, profitable, by the way, that's called the Ice nice. Designer. 
but they're and they're building a they they bought one of those ADU like prefab ADUs that they're really? in their backyard to be there. Which if, if anyone doesn't so know what that so, is, basically LA County said if you've got a space in your backyard, you can drop a nine hundred square foot house in your backyard. Go for it, and everyone's doing it. Yep. Yes. Yes. So they had been looking for they had been looking up um uh uh-huh. office space and they couldn't get any good right. deals they didn't like it and and tony said you know what I, like i want to be around right. my family and kids let's just build this thing in the backyard so they're building the thing it. in the backyard he just went to his job and basically said to them and i'll check with him to make sure we can say this publicly but he was telling me this yesterday he went to his job and said look my business is blown up uh i need to instead of just quitting i need you to give me a month off to test hey. whether or not i can do this full time and um, so his 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 company said, okay. So he's got the whole month of August off, and they're going to test him Love doing it. this full time, running these two products. He's been getting hit up. He I'm got hit up by Wayfair like to put awesome. the product on their site. Yeah. So it's just it's wild. And he's literally gone every step of the way. And he was like, look, if I get to the end of the month, and I think <laughs> I can still do my job and keep these two two products going, like, might as well just do it. So it's like such a cool like. Talk about crawl, exactly. walk, run. Uh, he is just Good. absolutely, absolutely killed it. He has people, this new product, he has people hitting him up, and he's going, you need to give me eight weeks. I'm building an office in my backyard, and, uh, like, I got to get my supply chain set up and going, and they will cool. get back to you. And so it's just such a cool shout-out to the folks Ghost Ice at Ghost Ice and uh, Ghost Ice Systems. You guys are killing it. So, okay, let's do this. I found last week we talked yep. about raising money. Um, which I thought was good and is becoming increasingly yep. more difficult in the environment that we're in. I, I actually probably, yes, more difficult, but probably more yeah. what it's actually yeah, lots of games, like. Yeah, right? money. Uh, in, in, in many ways. So um, I came across a list of some uncommon questions that right. investors may ask. You know, there's obviously the tactical stuff, but I think especially when you're a young business, um, uh, you really people are betting on you also like i was talking to someone the other day about potentially investing and at the end of my whole spiel he was like it looks like i'm yep. pretty much just like Correct. i'm buying i'm buying into you right now especially into anything pre pre-revenue so yes yeah so there's some here's some good questions i just want to run through them and actually just kind of get your thoughts yep. on how you would answer these right so the first one is what entrepreneurs do you admire and yep. why i think that's a great question because it's like who do you, you know, you're going to at least semi-emulate and, the people and, that you look to, right? Yeah, and I think you're going to, to and, tell your age a bit, right? So I think about Steve Jobs. I think about Bill Gates. I think about, you know, Sergey and, and the guys at Google. Like, you know, the, 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 I'm, yep. I've been around and, and, and following markets a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're younger, right, you're probably going to – you're going to know who the co-founders of, of Spotify are. You're going to know – you know, like – like, yep. The big, right. YouTube, the big YouTuber and the YouTube brands they built, like right. Mr. Beast. Like, I'm, I'm, I don't heard, watch like, Mr. Beast, but most people yeah. don't even know who he is. But the, I put the Collison no. brothers in there yeah. that, that that started Stripe. You know, obviously those guys yep. are just legends. So, yep. yeah, I think um, if you're uh, if you're an entrepreneur, you you've been living in entrepreneur land and startups for a long time, and so you're gonna have your favorites mm-hmm. for sure. But it's probably gonna be a bit um, yep. connected to dem- demographics, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, cool. So number two, how do you track trends in your market? Um, investors want to know that you're aware of your industry as well as where you go to find data to stay yep. on top of industry trends, yep. which I think is pretty cool. Yep. We talk a lot yep. about being informed, right? So it's, it's kind of a cool question. Be like, hey, what are yep. you reading? What do you, what do you read? What do you watch? How do you know what's yeah, going on? Yeah, just about every market vertical has um, some kind of industry report, right? So we have Giving USA is a big report that comes out every year. It's around giving to nonprofits, right? So that's a big part of, you know, our business. Okay. Um, the other thing too is I think in this is that um, you, you, you got to know what your competitors are doing. So a little bit back to like, you know, Zuckerberg, you know, he, he goes and sees what's working and then he goes and does it better. Um, you know, yes. Jobs, on the other yes. hand, was the forefront and just invented stuff, right? But I think knowing what's going on in the marketplace with your competitors is a really smart thing to do. You don't want to be fixated on it too much because mm -hmm. you want to focus and build your own products and, yep. um, and, and go to market yourself. Yep. But keep an eye on what's going on. And then I just think having a finger on the pulse from mm -hmm. your customers right? Like here, asking yep. your customers what problems they have, just like you did the first time when you started your company to solve a specific problem. Yep. I think you got to keep on that edge, right? So our CX team are, you know, mm -hmm. we shifted our product managers to be much more engaged with our customers in the last 18 months. Uh, which sounds like, like, shouldn't you have always okay. done that? But, you know, we grew so fast, we kind of could hardly do that. But, you know, our product guys, because mm -hmm. it would be generally like customer success yeah. person would be the main um, the, connection. They're listening, customer. you know, on, on pain points and fixing stuff. The product yep. side of the business, the people that manage the, our products yep. that we build and maintain yep. and grow yep. and add features, yep. um, they're talking mm -hmm. to customers more. Mm -hmm. So they're, they're trying to hear yeah, and yeah, see yeah. what the customer needs going forward so we can plan, you know, it's going to take us six months to bring something from design and pitch it to the team and get the, you know, how long is this going to take to build? And then the UI on the front end has got to get desired. Then the engineers got to go and do the back end, And like, it takes a bit, right? So, um, having, having a real yep. kind of connection to your customers using your product is, you know, pretty big, big time as well. Yeah. Um, which I think is great about number three, like number three question. Can you tell me a story yeah, about a customer yeah. using your product? Um, the best pitches are the one that open up a story about how your customer use real names right. and be as specific as possible. Um, and I think that's massive. In fact, I just was listening to a, um, a podcast with Jason Kalkanis and he was talking about how that's like one yeah. question, especially in this environment. He's like, okay, give me three, totally. give me three customers I can talk to. And he's amazed by that. the amount of founders yeah. that yeah. connect him with anyone. And totally. he's like, that's red flag. Number one is like, right. you won't let me talk to a customer. So early days, you know, right, um, we'd have customers huge, that, right? you know, start using the online giving and their giving would go up, right? So I, we count that. Now, fast forward, we produce yep. two to four minute and we send a crew around like mm -hmm. the country. In fact, I've got a guy, he's, he's driving an RV around America with him and his family and he's a video, our video production guy. And he literally, we say, hey, we've got a customer in like Boise, Idaho. And he's like, Okay, it's it's you know That's amazing, right? And they they might We're be using product. It. They might be using texting give, or they might be using our messaging product. We literally, and yep. so we do these kind of promotion events a couple of times a year, um, and we bake these stories in. So yeah, like early days have some customers who have a great experience and will be honest, and you can present to in yep. investors or whatever. 
Um, but get better and better at storytelling your success and use that over and over and over again. That's yep. that's the best form of advertising, man. Customers who are singing singing your praises. Yeah, yeah, that's huge. Um, okay, number six. What will your market look like in five years as a result of using your product or service? Yeah. Um, that's another great question. This is an opportunity to tell the growth of your company through you know sharing a compelling story, paint a picture of the future. Um, this helps show investors that you're able to envision and think critically about how your product right. and your customer will evolve over time. So my initial thought to that is, and I'd love to know what you think. It's like, yeah, what's what's the result? But also, yep. what are some of the biggest like headwinds? Like, what are some of the biggest things sure. that could go wrong? So you yeah. as the investor at least know, I'm thinking or, you know, whoever is going, oh, man, this this could be a potential right. obstacle. And I have, a, in two or three, have an, four or five an angel investment with a company and they're facing some headwinds, right? And the founder is really good. He just, every three months, you know, I get this update. Here's what we're facing. Here's the problems we're facing. Here's what we're doing to combat them. Um, we cut spending. We, you know, we pushed our, our you know, burnout to 30 months. Um, here's, here's these black swan yep. events that could really hurt us. So, like, you've got to be on the offense, right, in telling the truth to investors. Um, cause if you do, uh, if you get to like, where you're going to run out of money, you need, you're going to have to go back to them. And if, if they don't know the truth of what's going on, they're just going to cut it loose and go, this is a loss and you're, you're dead. So, yeah. you know, communication is key on this as far as that goes, but you know, you, you're, you're also can't get bogged down in the negative too much. You got to tell the story of mm -hmm. the TAM and the products yeah. that you're going to build and the way in which your customers current and future are going to benefit from all the things you're going to do for them. So it's a blend of both. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Um, all right. Number eight, I thought was really cool. And obviously this is, you know, for a very small amount of companies that grow and scale past being a small business. But uh, what if three or five years down the road, you think you're not the right person to continue running this company? Mm -hmm. How will you address that? Huge. That's a pretty big Huge. question. You know, like, like what happens if this thing gets too so, big for you? You know, um, how you have to approach it is, is my ego going to allow me to make a bad decision about mm -hmm. the future of this company? I should be getting someone more experienced yeah. to run this business at some point. And you have a, the vast chunk of your net mm -hmm. worth locked up in this company, right? So the answer to that is a lot of CEOs have too big an ego not to bring someone in who's, right. who's, who could take this thing to the next level beyond them. Right. Um, that's, yeah. that's a thing. Yeah. Is that a big, so like, and I've literally, all I would know is what I read, have read about with companies that IPO, but like a lot of times if you're preparing for an IPO and you're going to approach a bank, like I'm guessing there's a lot of times where those people say, hey, listen, if we're going to put this IPO together, Mr. CEO or Ms. CEO is going to have to basically step aside and we're going to have to bring in a hired right. gun or at some point after the IPO or like because there are different levels of growth in which there are different skills needed so for a CEO. Is that the trend in the last five years is to stick with founders. Prior to that, you, the hired guns were the, the way to go. That has actually since shifted. Yeah. Um, because a lot okay. of founders are really good CEOs, right? And so they're proving right. that they know and understand the product, the market, the fit, the everything, the employees, the 
all the things that go up to make a company yeah. successful, they're actually better than a hired gun. Mm. So there's been a shift away from that to, yeah. you know, founder-led businesses IPOing, um, and you know that's that's the trend today, because there's been a ton. You know, look yep. at the, the Collison brothers in Stripe, right? So there, there's no way like when that company IPOs and it will at some point. Um, I, I'd, I'd be shocked if they bought in on a, a hired CEO. Those guys are just, they've grown that business to like a hundred billion dollar business, right? It's like, why would you get rid of that? that yeah. Those guys. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think the trend yeah. is backing um, founders and co-founders. And I think that's good actually. So that's my opinion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I guess there's sometimes like something that I think about one of the favorite, one of my companies mm -hmm. I really love to follow is Virtual Sports because they're so unconventional totally. and they never should have worked. Totally. Like it just never should have made sense for them. But there came to a point where they were going to yeah. get bought by Pin Gaming. And I think part of the deal was David Portnoy was like, right. look, I don't, I like making content. Yep. I like doing what I do. And so let's yep. find a CEO that really fits well with, and then he works really well with, they brought on a female CEO. So it's almost like, it's almost like, do I have the capacity? And he's a bit irreverent too. It, you know, I think for him, it was like, right. I don't want to, I don't, exactly. He wouldn't be a great, he's not, yeah. You need someone that well, can at when least you, play his, him, right? his kind of, um, kind of shtick, you know, in what he does is not really what a CEO should be doing. So like credit to him for staying okay. in his lane. Like, I just want to go do pizza reviews right and get like 80,000 views yeah. on on some pizza review that I do that boosts this brand over and over and let yep. someone you know and then he can just yep. be out doing his crazy stuff like they're all I see this like like they're watching a game and there's like beer and 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 whiskey and and like it's just craziness and he's in the middle oh, yeah. of it all right like yeah that was smart on his part for yes. him to do what he does because he's yeah and let the CEO yeah, in, right. in the in the back office yep. worry about the day to day. Yeah, contrary to that. Yeah, contrary yeah, to that. Is cool. Well, those are just some. Yep. Elon is CEO and and chiefs yes. Twitter. Yeah, like true. maniac, like, and says some crazy stuff. Yep. And and gets hammered for it in the markets yes. when Tesla or some takes yes. a hit, but he yes. doesn't care. And so there's a contrast, right? Where he's like, mm -hmm. I'm I'm founder, I'm CEO. And yeah. I'm still going to be a little crazy sometimes. So take it or leave it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Man, I, Elon, I we, we should do like a series of episodes with I him because I just find him to be the most fascinating, fascinating human being. Even this last weekend, right? Like this report comes out that he yeah. caused a divorce though? between the Google co-founder and his wife. And it's in, it's in the Wall Street Journal. And he basically responds with a right. photo of him and the co-founder of Google right. hanging out together right. that day. And it's totally. like, this is completely fake. I don't know what this, what this is. And then he responded. He said, I haven't even, he, <laughs> I, I rarely get to have sex anyway. Sigh. Like as a, He's having as a lot a, of kids, so he must care, be doing something. I mean? um, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. So quickly let's do three. That, that was great. Those are just some of the more maybe intangible yep. things that people need to be thinking about so that you're not just robotic numbers dollars Absolutely. but hey i'm a real guy or girl with a real personality and these are the things i need to i need to know and people are going to ask me so quickly three entrepreneurial traits um that i came across this week that i thought were good uh number one thriving under pressure um you know what separates the good from extraordinary is the ability to perform in high pressure situations which is things like tight deadlines negative feedback tense disagreements 
and then the ability to like take every situation yeah. as a this is uh, this um there is 100%. there's an innate pressure to being an entrepreneur, and this is where right? com- in many different ways compartmentalization is critical so you got to be able to go yes this lives here and mm-hmm. uh then i get i get home and yep. i got wife and family and you know if you're young you got kids so you got to be able to put that in there and lock it up and then but then unlock it and go to battle right mm-hmm. if, when when the times are tough um so you yep that's one thing i've seen i've i've learned from you a lot i ever since i've met there i don't think i've ever been around dean sweetman whether it be in ministry or in business where i'm like <laughs> Man, he seems really stressed or like yeah. it seems like there's a lot Look, on, i have on my moments being, like you do a good job of yeah, if you're in, totally, if yeah. you're in hang mode, 100%. you're hanging. Uh, but you know look, what I mean. You know, um, it's a fine line between kind of faking it, you know, which I never want to do. But <clears throat> yeah. sometimes, like the the leader, if they're stressful, and the troops see the general worried, right? It's like that's not good for the troops. And so, but then you got to blend yeah. that with honestly, you know, presenting what the facts are in yeah. this moment. Um, and, mm-hmm. and kind of, you know, yeah. being real too. So it's, it's a fine line, but you know, you, you, everyone works kind of under pressure differently, you know? Yeah. That's the tough part about being the leader. Everyone wants your candor and authenticity. Yeah. They also right. want you to be <laughs> steady and not shaken. Yeah. Not being so candid. confident all the time. So you have to figure so, out the, totally. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Thriving under pressure. Okay. Next yeah. ex- I like this one a lot. Execution over planning. Uh, the George Patton quote, a good plan violently executed now is 100%. better than a perfect plan executed next week. Um, yeah. A great plan yeah. isn't great if it's not executed. I love that. And that's probably a trait that I've seen in people that I've – Yeah, it's, it's an 80-20 thing, right? Plan's about 20%, execution's about 80. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's not, it's not hard to get in a room with a, yep. you know, five smart people and get a plan, right? Like whether it's a short-term plan, a long-term plan, a product plan, a – marketing plan, like just this is good a plan, right? Yep. But then the hard work is 80% is yep. actually executing the plan. So make sure you're, you're, the planning is right. 20% and the execution is 80 and then adjust yep. course if you need to on the, on the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great. And then last instinct and guts. I thought this was great. Um, many times you have a fraction of a second to make a decision. If you pause, time is gone. The ability to think on your feet is an underrated skill. So the ability to make a decision. Yeah, I think it's kind of proven psychologically. It's proven, you know, and as, and as believers too, we have this kind of, we have access to the, the peace, you know, of the Holy Spirit. So if I'm having to make a yep. fast decision when the, not all the facts, I'm just going to pause for a moment. Doesn't take very long. And I'm like, Holy Spirit, this is what my gut is, mm-hmm. you know, and without getting spooky on it, right? Yep. Hearing from God, I, I don't, I typically don't yep. function like that. But yep. I, I want to feel a bit of peace, you yep. know, just maybe I take five minutes and just go for a walk and, okay, this is what I'm feeling, um, benefits, pros, cons. My gut says do this and then you do it. You can't hesitate. You can't go, mm-hmm. like you got to go. Yep. And and then if you hit a wall, then you got to stop again and go, okay, I got to turn the, I got to turn left instead of right and have the courage to do that too. But typically mm-hmm. – your gut, your first gut reaction is usually the right one, right? Like there's big tons of books written about that. Like right. go with your gut, go and look that up mm-hmm. on Amazon. There's probably 40 books on like the first, yep. what? Yep. And I did this um, leadership feedback thing the other day with some of my ma- you know, management team. And, and it's like, I had to give the first 
like thought about, you know, their performance in this or that and how I thought, mm -hmm. or how I thought they could change or how I thought they could do better. I, you, I wasn't allowed to like think about it. It was just bam. And, uh, mm -hmm. one guy, I, you know, I, I said, cool. uh, the strengths were like, <clears throat> um, um, solid and, and predictable. And then my, my, my thing was like, take more risks. It was the thing for him to work on. Right. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, you know, it's gonna, yeah. yeah. The first gut feeling is usually the right one, but don't use it. If right. you're going yeah, from problem to problem and you're having to make like all these gut decisions, there's something wrong in this, in there. That should not be how you do it on a regular mm. basis. You should not be surprised. Yes. That should be the outlier is when the decisions on you that you got, you don't have a lot of great. That should be you just have to make a decision. one in a hundred decisions. That's a, that should be an outlier event yeah. because if you're having to do that, that means there's something wrong with the, with the system here. If I'm uninformed about a problem yep. and I have to make a quick decision, why wasn't I informed, you know, a month ago where I could, we could sit down and work out a solution rather than me have to make a, a quick from the hip decision. Mm -hmm. That's usually a sign that, that management is not yep. working properly. I would say. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Awesome. Fun time. Amazing, Dean. Well, thank you. As always, we will see you guys back next week. Again, as usual, hit us up with any questions, thoughts, topics you want us to talk about, and we always want to get into those. So we'll see you next week.